Thanks for tuning in. This is episode number 77, and today I am continuing in the reading of uh, my first book called Hosting His Presence, and today we are in chapter two, so I want to thank you for taking the time to to follow along with this. Um, I pray if this is your first uh, time here with, with me in this podcast, I pray that it's a blessing to you. Um, I pray that this book um, reaches you and... Um, ministers to where you are, that the Lord uses it and multiplies it. So, once again, thank you. And we will continue in chapter 2. Omnipresence and Manifest Presence One morning, as I was getting ready for work, the Holy Spirit shared an insight with me. Have you ever wiped a glass mirror after a steamy shower? You can see clearly for a moment but as the steam refogs the glass, it slowly obscures the object you once saw clearly. It strikes me that this is an illustration of omnipresence versus manifest presence. What you were staring at was always there. It never left. You just could not see it. It wasn't made manifest. It takes a wiping across the glass to see more clearly. When clouds fill the sky during the day, the sun is still present, but unseen. Our perception is not a guarantee of truth or reality. We must see with God's eyes and weigh perception against a knowing of truth. When we can perceive while knowing, we become most effective in the kingdom of God. Jesus took Peter, James, and John up the mountain to witness his transfiguration. It was not a matter of Jesus accessing what he didn't already possess. It was simply veiled and then made apparent. Jesus allowed them to peer into a dimension to which they had not yet been given access, like what happened in Ezekiel 47. Ezekiel saw water coming from under the throne room door. What he saw was veiled, and he could not see the source of the water. In Revelation 22, John got an unveiled view of the source of the river from the throne and the Lamb, Revelation 22.1. Consider an opaque window becoming translucent and then finally transparent with increasing clarity. Consider a bride being presented to the groom as the veil is folded back over her head in a full portrayal of something unseen. The spiritual realm is much the same. The place of the unseen, while still occurring, 
slips in and out of view for those with eyes to see and who receive an invitation to the come up here dimension. Revelation 4. May we be so in tune with the Spirit that we have eyes to see what the natural cannot. Many of us have grown to understand that God is all-present or omnipresent. Everywhere and every place cannot be separated or too far removed from God's presence. While this can be a challenging notion, it is still a familiar concept. A lesser-known reality surrounds God's manifest presence. The word manifest can be difficult to grasp, at least for me. One slight change to the word helped me to grasp it more easily. Manifested or made apparent. We define manifest as to make clear or obvious to the eye or mind, to display, show, or demonstrate. When His presence is manifested to us and we are aware, I call this present presentness. This following list is not exhaustive, but it does give some insight into the beautiful paradigm that is our Savior's present presentness. Consider the word present and all the various definitions and applications. Present intention. Present as a gift. Present as here or location. Present as in now or time. Present as in introduce, present or present, give or hand over, present, make an appearance, present to hold in a readied position, as in arms. I believe that this list of the many applications of the word present or present gives us an exciting picture of what our Lord does in those moments when He makes us aware of His presence. Each of these applications serves as an indication of what is available within present presentness. God can make His presence known to us by way of the heart, mind, or eyes, his manifest presence. Omnipresence can take on a theoretical application, while manifest presence puts a practical application to the theoretical aspect of His omnipresence. He is all-present, but now I see Him. I am convinced that this chasm is what separates many proclaimed believers from those who burn for Him. This is not an experience stemming from what they do, but rather from what has been done to them. They have experienced His person, and from that point, 
There is no turning back. Peter responded to Jesus' question, Would you like to leave too? Appropriately with, Lord, where would we go? It is your words that give eternal life. John six sixty eight. Peter so accurately described the heart of the believer that has experienced personal encounter. Where else would I go? What else could I cling to? Who else offers eternal life? This last question, if not viewed accurately, can lead the casual believer to conclude that eternal life is heaven. While heaven is part of what is offered, there is also so much more. Do we look forward with longing to the gift of heaven for all true believers? Yes, absolutely. But eternal life in heaven does not entice everyone into the faith. The eternal life destiny does not always retain believers, as some will lose faith and wander. The eternal life destiny that draws in and keeps those in the faith is the living water available to all in the form of experiential relationship. Do not misinterpret that experience is what defines our thinking, but thinking without experience is theory. There are many things we have yet to experience in our faith walk. But like Peter said, where else would we go? We too have experienced a satisfaction that comes with drinking from the Master's cup. He already drank for us the cup of wrath from the Father. Now all that remains is living water flowing freely from his Holy Spirit. As we partake of that sweet drink, rivers of living water flow from us, bringing life to the barren wastelands around us. As temples of the living Christ, we become a source for barren and desolate places. Rivers of life spring up from our innermost being as we drink from the cup of the Father. Prayer. Dear Father, help my awareness of your presence be so real to me that even in my ignorance, I cannot help but see it. Help my mind and heart to grasp the weight of your accessibility. Help my longing for you to match your desire of me. Give me the grace to pursue your heart with reckless abandon, giving up all things that compete with knowing you more. Help me to be aware in the moment of your manifested presence and let my awareness of you reflect to the world around me, filling them with an experience of you. Allow me to swing wide the gate to introduce the unbelieving world to you. 
let Jesus in me be the hope for them. In Jesus' name, amen. And this concludes chapter two of Hosting His Presence. Join me next time for chapter three. His presence is after your heart. Be blessed.